Welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast. This is the show where we talk about art, what it has to do with your life, and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Okay, this is episode two, and I would like to follow up on our story last time of how artists are responding to the spread of COVID-19. It's July 2020. Globally, there's been 15 million cases of COVID-19 and over 600,000 dead. Hundreds of millions have lost their jobs. And this is especially hard for artists, as I keep hearing from my friends here in Tokyo. Musicians especially, who depend on performances to be paid. You know, artists get paid by the event, not by salary. So no events means no salary. And people are scared. Last time, I shared about Mayuko Shono and her Love Your Neighbor mask project. How she was able to use her gifts not only to counteract the spread of the disease, but to find a way through art to stop being afraid. Fear of the future, fear of going outside, fear of one another, and how to love one another, and how to bless one another. This time, I'd like to share about a project called The Scarf. It was started by my friend, a visual artist, Shannon Johnston, and involves hundreds of people. It started back in 2011. It was a direct response to the earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear disaster that happened here in Japan. It was a way for people to knit their hopes, thoughts, and prayers for the people of Japan. It was March when the earthquake struck, and it was cold. It was still snowing here. So, what, But what's cool about this imagery is that you know, scars are something you wear around your neck like a like a hug. Okay, so it was a way that people could give a hug without physically being here. And it was so beautiful, red, yellow, blue, pink, purple, and so many colors. It just made you happy to look at it. And there's symbolism in the size as well. It's two feet wide to express movement, right? Because you can't walk with just one foot, so it has to be two feet wide. And it's long. When I first saw it, when it came to Japan, it was over 100 feet long, just symbolizing the sheer number of people who were involved in giving this hug. I remember when Shannon first brought the scarf to Japan. It was about a year after the earthquake for memorial events up and down the coast. We visited temporary home complexes, one after another, And these were places where people lived while waiting for their new homes to be built. And we would carefully decorate these community rooms with this 100-foot scarf. (laughs) We'd put it along the walls and windows and above the door frames and laid over the chairs and laid over the tables. And everywhere it went, uh, not only did it get people's attention, (laughs) but it got longer. Uh, People in each location, they would see the scarf and just out of sheer curiosity, they'd come closer and they'd want to add to it themselves from both sides. They would gather around it. They would talk to each other. They would laugh together. And you could just see the community being built right there. 
Okay, one of these times there was a okay, a little disclaimer here. I don't know anything about knitting or sewing, and uh, this Japanese woman who was sitting there knitting, she said, "Hey, you should try this too." And I was like, "No, no, 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 But she would not take no for an answer. So as I'm trying to find my way out of this, she's just holding up the knitting needles and the scarf to me. So, you know, what could I do? I had to be like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. And, you know, you need to try. Hi, okay, I understand. So I sit down. I'm holding the needles in my lap, and I have no idea what to do next. Uh, and I'm sitting there looking pretty helpless, pretty pitiful. Um, and then she showed me how to do it. And we're laughing together, and she's showing me this is what you do next. And it was so much fun, you know? While the people around me chattered noisily, I, I concentrated. I didn't want to make a mistake. You know, what if I ruin the whole scarf? <laughs> I mean, I suppose that part could have been just cut off, but I really wanted to add at least a few inches to the length if I could. Um, you know, I wanted to be a part of this project, especially since I was arranging the whole trip. So here I am, knitting away, concentrating and another woman asked me, she said, how's it going? And I proudly hold up my pitiful little addition to the scarf, big smile on my face, as if to say, look what I did. Look what I accomplished. And, you know, it was it was nothing. Like, I, it may have been a couple of inches. I'm being a little bit generous here. It probably wasn't even that. It just, well, anyway, it wasn't very much. Uh, but I was, I was proud of my little part. Anyway, she laughed and I laughed and it was it was just like a party. Okay, so here we are. I wish I could describe it to you. We're in this disaster zone, surrounded by mud, broken buildings. You know, the whole town's in shambles from the tsunami. We're in this temporary home complex with people who can never return to their homes. And yet to be laughing in that environment was so special. It was so life-giving. Anyway, I felt bad about hogging the chair for so long, so I stood up and I handed the needles to the next person. And I'm just looking at this thing, looking at the scarf, you know, through the length alone. I could just feel how many people had worked on it. And I could almost feel their presence. It was also interesting to me how some of the sections actually looked like they were falling apart. Maybe they were made by people like me. I don't know. Uh, but but they weren't falling apart. And they were held together by the other sections. It was just such a wonderful picture of how we are not alone. That our stories are stitched together. You know, disasters continue to threaten the world. The 2011 earthquake was not the last one, unfortunately. But the scarf will never be finished. I actually, symbolically, that's part of it. The knitting needles will always stay part of each end of the scarf. So it can keep getting longer and longer. So after Japan, the scarf actually traveled to New England for Hurricane Sandy. And then it went to Western Australia for wildfires. Then there were tornadoes, floods... And even now during this pandemic, so we can't gather, right? So how are you going to do a scarf? 
Well, people are actually knitting and sending parts to be added to the scarf. They're just sending, they're doing it in their own homes and then sending it to Shannon. And next year, we plan to bring the scarf back to Japan for the 10-year memorial of the earthquake. We plan to have a conference. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen. But it makes me wonder, how long will the scarf be at that point? How many people will have been involved? Just watching the world unravel before our eyes, art can draw us together and encourage us. We will never stop making beautiful things. And we can always bring this beauty to those who need it most. Gathering people, forming community, bringing hope, bringing healing. God knits us in beauty and in love. Where there are hard situations, where hard times, where there are global crises, beauty will show itself in unexpected ways. May we all get to experience it together. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to Episode 2 of the Art Life Faith Podcast. As we say in Japan, Ja matane! See you next time.